Praise um, the awesome. Hallelujah. Awesome. Please keep clapping. Let's show some love. Amen. Have your seats. Have your seat. Hallelujah. Happy Valentine. You would answer. You're not expecting to say happy Valentine. Happy Valentine. <laughs> the people is cashing everybody. And thank God. It's at the time that I'm married. Hallelujah. So we declare it in the open, we express later. Pastor Shiki, am I am I correct? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm getting used to preaching in suits now. Remember that? <laughs> it's not very, very easy. <laughs> but gradually we are getting used to it. Let me sound like my father. I don't, I don't like the way I'm sounding. Where's um, Taiwo? But for you, I don't like the way I'm sounding. I just want to copy my father. But I don't, for you, I don't like... Amen. Um, thank you, Father, for your word this morning. Thank you for transforming our heart. It will bless souls and enrich our spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I bring you a word from my father, Pastor Kingsley Okonko in Asepsha. Amen. Um, and then he has trust that uh, will deliver the word to you today that will transform your life. Hallelujah. Please appreciate my father and my mother in absentia. We live in a generation where people don't appreciate people and honor people. Hallelujah. We are conscious of it. And we do it openly without turning from off. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, Pastor has started with us on, it, um, on the team more and um, is moving over the regular experience. And last week, Pastor dealt with the fact that um, for you to get more out of life, you have to first learn to manage whatever God has given to you. You have to maximize every given ability of God that you have had. You have to learn how to manage and maximize it. You have something, and that was the major thing. Nobody is born without nothing. You might despise your home, but you have something. Hallelujah. Please tell your neighbor you have something. And that thing is particular to you. You might not appreciate it all, but you have something. So that was what Pastor Kate taught last week, and it blessed me so greatly. It's still available on CDs and other... other um... Okay, no more CDs, Abby. I'm sorry, please forgive me. <laughs> you can still collect on your, on your uh, whatever device you, that you're you pleased to. Hallelujah. So please look at somebody beside you and tell them happy Valentine. If you are sitting with uh, somebody that you love, it's fine. This is the time some singles want to relocate your seat. Sit down there in the name of Jesus. You want to use that opportunity to go and say, so please look at that person and say, I love you. <laughs> eh? <laughs> I beg, if you are married, the person you are looking at is your wife. If it's, if it's sitting beside you. <laughs> oh, praise God. That's what Mr. Wally said, turn to the next person. Please, you can, I didn't say in particular direction. <laughs> Praise God. Women in the house, have your husband stood you up people at today? It's from today now, what's tomorrow? And today is our own official Sunday now to celebrate. I'm going to be here tomorrow. Uh -huh. So, men in the house, can we say happy Valentine to our wives? Whatever you are, just say happy Valentine, we love you. Oh, men now, to, is it? Why is it hard like this for men? <laughs> 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I, I would like to talk about one thing that I know that can produce more regular experience for you in your life. Um, I want to talk about it because it's something I believe so much that it is something that can move you over the regular experience. And I want to take you with all that today because it's something that can change your life for good. It is often ignored. It is often neglected. But it's something that is you. It is critical for you to have the regular experience. And that for me is sowing. Praise God. Somebody, tell somebody beside you. Tell them sowing. Uh, tell them sowing. Somebody is angry. They, say they, are, they have come again with this sowing thing. They have come again with this sowing thing. Uh, well, whether you believe it or not, this is what the Bible has to say about it. God himself confirmed that as long as this earth will remain, said sowing time and harvest time will not cease. And if God says something, that means that that thing is always, always true. Praise God. Are you following? Is somebody getting me in this house? Uh-huh. So that means that thing is very, very what? It's very true. Sowing time and harvest time will never cease. God himself said it and he made it clear to us that if you must keep getting, if you must keep getting I mean, um, results in this life, then you cannot stop or sowing. Now, I know many of us already have asked so much about giving as a form of sowing. And then many of us have been taught as a form of sowing. You see, that is one level of sowing. I discovered that the seed that we have that we don't sow is the seed of love. Everybody prefers to receive love. Love is good. Whether it is um, romantic love or it is agape love. Love is good at all respect. But the problem with humanity is that we would rather rather sit to receive love than to give love. That way you cannot have more than regular experience. Givers don't get anything extra apart from what they give. The real mystery to getting more out of life is to sow love. Is to sow love. God wanted many sons. He gave out one. And the underlying factor was I love the word so much. Everybody will see it and receive love. I'm sure a lot of people will receive Valentine's gift. Some people's own has been coming since Friday. Hallelujah. And it's not a bad thing. You know. I don't know who should, who should be able to tell us more. How it feels to be loved. Is it men or women? Eh? Praise God. What do you think? Who should tell us more how, to, how it feels to be loved? Women or women? Ah. They say women on this side though. This was said men. Men. But some women, they're not there. <laughs> we are praying for them. <laughs> but I think, Jerry Alisha, women should be able to tell us more on how it feels to be loved. Let's just assume. Some people, some people say, my sister is not like, we're not talking about your sister. Some people are not part of this equation. And it feels so good to be loved. Now, you see what? Anytime you feel good when you are loved, it means that when somebody else 
feels love from you, that person feels the same way. Are you following now? Are you following? So, now, like, like, like I said, some people would have started receiving Valentine gift, I mean, from the people they loved. Now, when somebody sends you a gift and you receive the love, now, sometimes it's not even about what they give to you. And this is majorly for women. It's about the thought and the action that propels it, that demonstrates that this person loves me so dearly. And then sometimes the process of giving you the thing itself can be more valuable than the thing. For instance, and this one is not general again because people will say, no, me, I don't like that one. If somebody is giving you cake on Valentine's Day, flowers, and must money be there? More put chocolates. Okay, let's say chocolate is there. And um, they have confused me there. They say money. Why can money be the Valentine gift? <laughs> Why can money be the Valentine gift again? What are you people turning this world to? Abba. Let's just say cake, Jare, my people. Eh? I don't understand. Money cannot be in Valentine. Cake, in Jesus' name. Ah! I mean, thank you. One of those problems for all of us in this world. My brother. Cake, chocolate, um, flour. God bless you. Flour. Some pef. If pef can enter, not too. What again? Eh? Some people are making what they want, Jack. Just asking by faith. <laughs> Some people are just requesting by faith what they want for Valentine. No, I'm saying that no matter, no, no your own. Because your own is um, all paid trip to Dubai. No. <laughs> Praise God. Basically, what I'm just trying to say is this. Imagine somebody has that kind of basket and it's coming to give you. Let's say the guy was in, let's say the guy that you were dating was in Port And then you are living in Lagos, right here. And all he did to come and deliver that um, basket to you, just to tell you that I love you. How will you feel? And he had to, oh yes, that's women. You see that? <laughs> it's women that will show the action. Men, how will you feel if the lady does that? Can you imagine? No comment. All these men need to be born again in this house. Yes, the truth is not, see, let me tell you the honest truth, is that you'll be happy, you love it. But we're not just much as expressional as women, right? So you'll be very excited. Ah, that, but if, in fact, you'll be saying, ah, why the stress now? You just, just, you know, send them huba. Uh, no, sometimes it's not even money, really. It's not money because so we need to. <laughs> you know, so what I'm trying to say basically is that we all react right when we see love. Whether you, whether you, whether you celebrate it or not, we act right. And that was what God started the foundation of this earth with. And it's what is going to sustain it, guys. The moment man messed up from Adam, I mean from Eden, what God did was to put a restitution process in place from the very best beginning. The first thing was not to put judgment. I know the argument would have been that, but God, God cost them. Go and check that scripture very well. There was no way God used the word cost. The only thing God did was cost the serpent and the ground. He said, because you have done this, I have cost the ground for your sake. God never cost man. He didn't inflict the punishment of man. Immediately, in fact, sending them out of Eden 
was so they do not eat the tree of life. Because in their state, they, they already, I mean, they're already vulnerable at that point. The moment they ate um, that tree of knowledge of evil, they were already vulnerable. They have lost their, their coverings. They have lost everything. What he was reading to them was the constitution that he wrote. If you do this, this is the consequence. That was what he was telling them about. That because you have done this now, this is what will start happening to you. Guy, you go start to um, tilt the ground now. For you to hit. And the lady too, this is what will happen to you. And immediately, he told the angel, he said, look, if you keep these guys here with these um, um, consequences that is attached to them, and they hit, people know you hear what? We eat the fruit of um, um, good of, I mean, bad and evil. They will eat the fruit of life. I don't trust these guys. It's just like you. When you are at home, and you know your children can pick up something on the floor and eat easily, you do not put right poison there. Oh, are you, are you getting me? Are we together? That was what God did. God saw that if these guys continue to stay here, they are going to kill themselves. So God had to shut them out of Eden. In fact, he didn't just leave it. He put angels there that has fire. Because they can come back. And then he made the place to disappear on the surface of the head. Because, do you know, my, people are still finding that place now. Oh, you're not at research. They asked, I said, what are you looking for? To go hide the tree of life. Praise God. So it was never that God cursed man. It was never. He read the constitution to them, told, the, told them this is the consequence of what you have done. It's like a little child that um, you told him not to fall, not to, not to, uh, let, me use, let me use my very good friend here, um, Sam Smith. Anytime Isaac is running, he will tell you, I do not say you should not run. Don't fall. He said because, so, that one, what he would say, I do not say you should not run. When the guy is running like this, he says, I do not say you should not run, but don't the guy will repeat and say, don't fall. Yeah. So let me just, let's give you an instance. If the guy falls and they probably he bruises his legs or something. Now, and if God says, because you have bruised your leg, you will not be able to wear your fine shoe to school tomorrow morning. Is the father the one responsible for that punishment? Oh, come on, guys, talk to me. He's not the one. But he's going to tell him. You see, this is your leg now. It's autumn. We have to push spirit. And this spirit will prepare you. Oh, are we, are we not together? Yes, this will prepare you. Now, if the man put the spirit, and he's ah, crying, if he's going to be like my mother, you don't put hot. No, don't be hot in the pillow. When they put co- hair clothes, water, and you are shouting, they just shut your mouth. They are like that. They die, say to go and play ball. <laughs> Praise God. Meaning that he was not the one. That caused the cause. But he's just only telling them, this is the consequence to what you have done. This is the constitution attached to it. Now, what God did immediately, because they, the first thing, if you remember, when they were talking, when God asked Adam, where are thou? He said what? I heard thy voice and I was afraid because I am naked. The moment God discovered that this guy already feeling sense of nakedness, God killed an animal and clothed them up. That is love. It's a good place to celebrate Jesus. How can these people be walking inside this cold? Already they feel they are, they are already naked. Say no. Let's help them. Everything God demonstrated at the Garden of Eden 
was pure love. In fact, telling them the consequence of what they have done is even love. Because if those things start happening to them unknown, wouldn't they be causing God? Oh, come on, guys, talk to me. So he's even telling them. And do you know what God did immediately? In as much as God has told them the consequence of the things that they're going to go through, God also started the, I mean, the work of repentance and escape route for all of those things. That is why even though man was missing the way, God gave a lifeline of Jesus Christ. So that the same way punishment comes through Adam, there can be life through Jesus. That's love. So God himself started by demonstrating love. God started by demonstrating love. He showed love to man. So he had shown love to man. Now, one of the reasons why you also must need to start showing love is that love never fails. If there is a seed I know that does not die, is love. Every love that you sow as a seed will come back to you as a fruit. Oh, you don't understand. First Corinthians chapter 13 said, Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. When you sow the seed of love, you can go and rest. Something is coming for you. Love never fails. Now, the only challenge is that we, we sometimes as human beings, we want to love the lovable. Or help the helpers of our life, perceived helpers. But love never fails. Look at it here. It says, love never fails. Um, but whether there are prophets and all of those things, but love, when it comes to love, oh, it never fails. If you sow a mango tree to the ground, that thing can die. It may not it may germinate fruit. But when you sow the seed of love, love never fails. In fact, when they asked Jesus, DJ, please, can you bring up that scripture? When they asked Jesus, I mean, Jesus, they came to him about the Ten commandment, and they asked him, they said, of all these, I mean, commandments, which one is the most important thing? Jesus said, it's very simple. Love your God with all your heart and love people. Simple. If I like the way Mr. DJ put it in the first service, and I think we should look at that translation. That one was a blessing to me. DJ, is it there? He said, and Jesus said unto them, thou shalt love thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. And with all what? I didn't hear you. With all what? And with all what? Their mind. Yeah, show that version. Um, okay, is this what I'm showing you to? Please, can you, can you connect the two scriptures very well so that they can all show the same thing? The NLT. Put the other NLT here too. Now, Jesus replied. Okay, so go to verse um, 38 now. So he said, this is the first and the greatest commandment. Uh-huh. And second is what? Equally. Can we say it all together, everybody? Let's read it all together from the beginning. A second is what? Love what? By saying love your neighbor, it means love people generally. Love people generally. Now, if you sow a seed, what you sow is not what you see. What I mean is this. If you sow, a seed is usually very different from its fruit. Oh, come on, guys. Is it true? A seed is really very different from its fruit. Now, when you sow a seed of a, of a public corn, what you will get is a bunch, I mean, a, a what? A cup. Praise God. Those things are learning. Not, 
Not to mess this, so that's why. <laughs> and the kind of nursing school you go to. Can you tell me a lot of things about your life? A <laughs> will like grammar school. <laughs> Let's go. Cobke. Is it true? Is it cob? You just sow a seed of corn, you get the maze. <laughs> is it correct? Yeah, we form our English. We are led by the Spirit. <laughs> a cob of maize. I've never heard in my life. I'm sorry. Cup of corn. Eh. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Please, if your background was very rocky, try and marry a complimentary. <laughs> All of us will not be like the same way. I'm sure my wife knows it too, but I'm sorry. It's not part of my foundation. <laughs> what they taught us. I'm sorry to disgrace my whole family here. When you sow a mess, you reap a corn. That's the, big, that, that's the plural of mess. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's move on. Sure, you don't understand everybody understand what I'm saying, I mean. <laughs> so, when you put it, when you, so, when you sow that thing, now, this is what I'm trying to say. When you sow love, don't expect it from that person. What you have sown is love, not that person. So, most people will rather try to show love to someone that look replicable. I don't know, please forgive me. Abby? <laughs> and this always affects single sisters a lot. Oh, yes. You are only polite to the guy that looks marriageable. I died that number. <laughs> you are only nice. It's only when guys that look the part come to the room. That's when you gather yourself together. Your phone changes. You are polite. Everything I said, they are just funny. You are just very welcoming. At that time, no. You might be doing it to the wrong person. What you need to do is to sow that seed of love and politeness. It is someone else that will marry you. That person can refer you. It happened to Isaac and Rebecca. If Rebecca had not shown that seed to Isaac, I mean to the servant, he would not get, he would not get Isaac someone. If not, if he was looking down on him as being a servant... Saying, look, who are this one? Is this one just a servant now? What can he possibly do? Isaac could never come away. But because she was faithful to a servant, she deserves an Isaac. <laughs> Praise God. Human beings are not created to be alone. We're not created. In fact, the way to punish human beings generally is to isolate them. That's what I mean, like the isolation. When people, when people commit crime, what do they do? They take them to the prison. And in the prison, you are alone. You are separated from the, from the world. And that is how to punish human beings. So human beings, generally, were not created to be alone. That, in fact, from the, from the massa creation of, the, of, of, of man, he said when he looked at man, he said it's not good. Everything God created at that time, God never said anything was not good until that time. So he said, it is not good for man to be alone. Then he brought Eve. And then he said, multiply the whole earth. That means that we get energy generally from ourselves. You can't be a lone ranger. So love to people. So the seed of love. We all need each other. 
Secondly, this is why you have to be, this is why you have to be good people generally. When God is going to send your blessing, God is not going to spread it through the sky. There's no car in heaven. If he brought the car here now, we won't be able to drive it. It will be bigger than the whole earth. There is nothing that you want as breakthrough that you have prayed for that is not in the hand of someone. But when you are not going to people generally, the person sent to you may be just waiting beside the door. And they had the way you spoke to that client. Don't forget, they, are not, they don't have to be born again. The donkey of Balaam was not born again. So just understand. But when he had the way you spoke to that, um, your servant, she was the guy that was going to come in. You, he had been waiting your, around your corner all this while. He couldn't know how to toast you. And he's the one that, the one that really wants to marry you. He's the one that truly loves you. And the day he was coming around your area, he saw the way you arranged your house help or your sister's house help with slap and in fact, as the house was falling down, the house fell into his hands. <laughs> oh, <Old> video. <laughs> Praise God. I just said, ah, said, sister, said, Yes. Don't mind that. She's a very stupid girl. And the guy came all the way from U.S. just landed. They just, they, they just, they just wanted to do three weeks to find you to go. And he came with his friends. I just stopped there. <laughs> and, and then, when they asked you, what did she do? Say, can you imagine? She didn't microwave my food well. I will just tell the friends that brought him. I think it's the last street. He can't be here. So, quickly I'll just move to, praise God, quickly I'll just move to the expression of love. And two scriptures that connects to the expression of love for me, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. So both scriptures actually connect the expression of love. Because some people say, okay, so this love we're talking about, is it by always giving people something? Is it by doing something? Is it by doing something? So I just want to mention about two of them, and I'll round up. Just two major forms of expression of love that I think we need at this generation. We need two of them. And then, <clears throat> and the first one is Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1 to 12. But I'll just start from verse 1. From verse one. Please give the NIV version. The NIV version. I mean, Galatians, I mean, first Corinthians chapter 13. Verse 1, N-I-V version. Yes, DJ, quickly, quickly. Quickly. I've used my time to gist. My, my, my father. All right. So, um, if I speak in the tongues of men and of, angel, of angels, but do not have love, okay? I am only the sounding gong or... Can we move to verse 2? Now, let's quickly go to that one that talks about... This one are all the things that you can do without love. All right? This is just format. You can just show yourself. This is love yourself. If you don't have love, you cannot, um, you are not still what we're talking about. Now, look at the first thing I said here. It said, love is what? Please hold it. Love is what? Can we all say together? Love is what? Now, go to Galatians now. Go to Galatians. Galatians now. Galatians. Um, okay. Can you first read the Amplified Version. Go to the fruit of the Spirit. That's what I mean. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. 
the fruit of the Spirit. Now, show me the Amplified version of this. The Amplified. The Amplified version of this, quickly. Okay, now look at it. It said, but the fruit of the Spirit, look at the way they bracket it. They said, the result of what is present with us. So that means that when you are showing God's love, when you are showing love to people, you are showing that God is present within you. He said, um, the result of his presence within us is what? Is love. Now, when they were talking about love, they put comma and all of those things. But look at it. Let me tell you something today. All the fruit of the Spirit is one thing. And that thing is love. It is like a capsule. When you break it, you see other things. You see. So now bring TBT version of this same scripture up now. Bring TBT version. Tipiti version. Uh, 22, please. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit within you is divine. Is divine what? In all is what? So love is expressed in different expressions. Now, if you mix it with what we had in 1 Corinthians, and the first thing they said here is what? Patient. Down the line here, you will see what they put it. They said, peace that subs- I mean, that what? Subdues. Patient that endures. If you go back to um, King James, they mentioned two things there. They mentioned patience. They mentioned long suffering. Now, those two, they're like father and mother. They gave birth to one thing. Forgetfulness. I mean, forgiveness. Patience. And what? Long suffering. They are like father and mother. Both of them have just one child. And that's what? Forgiveness. Let me, t- let me tell you how I came to it. Now, I like the way Mr. Dichet D- D- defined patience in the morning. If somebody is continuously irritating you, and you are patient without grumbling, I don't know how to explain it. By default, this kind of message, this kind of message, everybody is eating it, or even me. It's a la carte. It's like, you can't serve yourself here. Yeah, you, if you can't serve yourself, you serve the one that, that you like. No. All of us do the same thing. <laughs> so, if somebody is me, naturally, by default, why now? Do you know what I'm about to say? I'm a very patient person. <laughs> ah. It's prophecy. It causes things that are not like the other. When you talk one, I give you 700. What do you mean? <laughs> but, listen, the power of the Holy Spirit has helped me to be patient with people. Oh, now I'm very calm. Oh, now I can wait. Oh, now I can tolerate. Oh, those things I can't tolerate. When you misbehave, I fire you. It's because I'm patient. That's why some me today I say to you today. They would have died. <laughs> Praise God. Patient. They keep it, they keep doing something that should ordinarily make you irritated and you are waiting for them to change. Not because you are just perceiving or counting time on them, but because you are faithfully open for a better part of them. That's patience. Wives, can you be more patient with your husband? I know we are annoying. On behalf of husband. No. On behalf of Christian, God-fearing husband all over the world. We can be annoying. Ah, no, we can be annoying. When we are wrong, we don't admit it. We come and say so the next week. 
but it's time. But patience can change the heart of that man. Expecting to get his better side, you can't do it without forgiving. Let me explain. In the morning, he was supposed to brush his teeth and put and clean up the basin when he's done. Unfortunately, when he did it, he left it. If you count one, when he had his bath, he didn't clean up the shower part. If you count two, by the time he, came, he comes back at night and he wants to eat his food and he says, ah, why is this food this salty? You will explode. Because that is not patient. That is calm down. <laughs> Be patient with him means that this guy no still do this thing again. Ah, it is real. Such a sweet guy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we got in there. <laughs> we got in there. Is he still clean this soap very well? Ah, my amazing darling. It will change. You become good at it. You see, what you have done is that if you do not do that first part, which is forgiveness, my brother, you're counting down. So be patient is that you let go of all he has done at first. That was what Jesus did when he was telling Peter, forgive 70 times what? Seven. Meaning that if you keep counting, you will lose track. So keep, forgive, keep forgiving. So that's why I said that patience are long suffering because you will suffer long. He's like father and what? And mother. So forgiveness is what Jesus was actually talking about. And down that scripture, Jesus gave an example of a man that was forgiven of his own sin. In that scripture, of, he borrowed the money from, him, from his master. He squandered it and he asked the master to forgive him. The master forgave him. He now went to go and hold someone else and was beating the person. And was, then the person that forgave him said, Shebi, I forgive you. Can't you see that when Jesus was teaching us how to pray, he said, forgive us our sin. Is we what? As we forgive. That means that anytime you forgive someone else's sin, you have shown a sense of forgiveness. That's what Jesus was teaching. Husbands, can you be more patient with your wives? Rudenag. Yes. But they're getting better at it. Don't say this is your bad thing that you hated from your mother. You have judged. <laughs> you don't need to beat a woman to, to really punish her. Saying those things can set her ablaze. There's something called verbal abuse. Say, but I don't I didn't do anything to her. I didn't do anything. Keep quiet. That words you are speaking to her. If the word you spoke to her made her marry you, why do you think the word that you speak to her in anger will not tear her down? And she believed your word and she married you. Anytime she hears your voice, she's tingling, she's dancing. Now you change the tone of those words and you are snaring out with words and you think in her mind, what did I do to her? That she's crying now. Mm. Mm. You must move. <laughs> Praise God. My time is really up. So let me just move. So quickly, God forgave us when we did not even ask of it and He gave His Son to us. If you must show that you love, Impatience. So I join two together. Patience and long suffering. Is that what we're talking about forgiveness? 
And the younger brother there is forgetting it. If God said, I put your own sin in the ocean of forgetfulness. Can you forgive your staff? Can you forgive your friend? Can you forgive somebody? And the second one as I close, I'll just mention the beef. Second one as I close is kindness. Goodness and kindness. The way they introduced Jesus in the scripture to us in the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 10, verse 38. They said he was anointed of the Holy Spirit. He was going about doing good. Doing good. It should be our habit as believers to do good by default. Our default mode should be doing good. So goodness, so kindness. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, they said about Abraham, look here, many people are expecting God's promises, but they don't know they are the one truncating it. God has released the blessing. One of the ways you are truncating is that the people God has sent to you, around you, you have given them away with your character. In Hebrews 13, verse 2, look at what the scripture said. The Bible said that um, Abraham didn't know that the people he was being kind to as visitors were the angels that came to release his blessings. It's for your own good when you're kind to people generally. It's for your own good. Abraham inherited the promise. The angels were supposed to come and deliver the promise to him. He just saw them. He was used to doing good. He was used to being kind. He doesn't do selective kindness. He doesn't do selective kindness. If he doesn't look the part. Some people, some people can be only good and nice to people in Jeep. And great SUVs. He didn't know them from Adam. He didn't know them from Adam. It, okay, Adam didn't know them from Adam. He didn't know them from anywhere. He just, from, he just, he just saw them. And he perceived their visitors. They don't look at that place. He said, come. And he killed the old cow for them. How much is cow now? 200 or something. To entertain visitors, we don't know. He kept them in his house and he treated them well. And that way, Hebrews said, he didn't even know he was entertaining angels. How many people can you do good to without expecting a result or reward from them? What you are giving is seed. Don't expect the fruit to be like that. So kindness. So forgiveness. So love. When they start coming and you'll be reaping the effect of those things, people will be asking you, how did you get all these things? Now, let me tell you the truth. These things are not natural things. Because in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 2, when the Bible was, when Apostle Paul was describing the attitudes people were having at the latter end, one of the things he first mentioned is people without love. So don't take it for granted. Out of Apostle 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, he said, at the end of the days, when things are falling apart, when things are becoming so bad, so it is a bad thing not to have love. He said, people will become without love. They will become very selfish. He said, for all men shall be what? Lovers of their own self. Go to verse 1. No, verse 1. Verse 1. Verse 1. Uh, can you see a more contemporary version? King James not explaining this very well. Maybe an IV or so. But this mark, there will be a terrible times in the last days. Verse 2. And people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of all of those things. But they are never... Go, verse 3. Verse 3. Without what? Without love. Without love. Look, can you imagine how wicked the devil is? All human beings need love. And that's what the devil took away from all human beings. 
Oh, you don't understand what I mean. Who is there that doesn't need love? Can I see? So, all of us in this auditorium agree, Gabi, that we need love. Somebody is even saying, where is the love? Remember that song? Where is this love? Where has it gone to? It's the devil. He knows that we all need love to survive. If everyone in this auditorium needs love, and the devil made sure that nobody has it, so who will give it? So how then do we survive? Before we pray this morning, I just want to charge you. As you step out of your way, don't let, just, just don't let this word that you hear pass you by. Ensure you do something. It's something that you will get to doing always. But start from somewhere. Give a random heart of kindness to someone. Show love. Forgive someone that's hold you in the pine past. I know they don't deserve forgiveness, but for your own sake, forgive them. You need it as a seed for the future. Because you need the fruit in the future. Have you been blessed this morning? Rise to your feet. Rise to your feet, someone. Can we just pray that God touch my heart to give the heart of love to someone? I want to be a radiator of your love. Lift your voice and pray in the name of Jesus this morning. Say, God, I'm going to give love. Whether it's convenient or not. I need you to pray. Open your mouth and pray. Let your love, let your love manifest through me. Let your love manifest through me. Let your love manifest through me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please all eyes bow and all eyes close. I need to receive some people this morning specially. Look, in that scripture that we read, they said this thing comes by the, by the, by the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that shows the presence of God in our life. If you do not have God, you can't even give this out. All eyes closed and all eyes bow this morning. I want to give chance to someone that want to say, look, Jesus, come to my life. I need to become a better version of myself. I have received, I have received your whole love and I have the true love to give. Come into my heart today. If you are such a person, you are in the auditorium today, come out quickly. I want to pray with you. All heads are closed, all eyes, all eyes are bowed, and all eyes are closed. But I want to give you an opportunity. Come, come. I just want to pray with you. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Is there somebody like that in the congregation today? We do not have much time to do this. Yes. If you're there, come out. We all did this at a time in our lives. You're no longer a slave to sin. So he wants to welcome you to his fold. Yes. I am a child of God. Come, 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 come. Keep coming. Keep coming. I'm no longer. Yes. I am a child of God. Please, if you're coming, make it quickly. Come quickly. this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life today and make my heart a brand new one. I receive you today as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sin and making me a new creature. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.